Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Devi. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Underscore EBY. Get ready to take flight. We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Elite Seekers, episode seven. I am your host, Ben Eby. You can find me at Mr. Underscore EBY. Let's get it. We are already done with the national championship. Ohio State. Put up a good fight early on, but Alabama and their talent just took over running away with that game. It was crazy. I'm sure you guys had a chance to watch it or if you were working or something, you had a chance to check out the highlights. So we're not even going to get into that one too much because we are looking at the future. We are seeking the next elite players that are going to hit that college football field and eventually the NFL field near you. I'm really excited about the topic today as we're going to kind of touch on one of the Pieces that I spoke about last week and the topic we're going to dive into even more so today is physical maturation. And that's where we're looking at these young, young prospects and trying to decide, you know, is this a guy that just looks really, really good on film is exciting to watch in high school? Or is this a guy that actually has some some talent, some potential and, and some traits to really take him to the top of the top, the cream of the cream, the creme de la creme, whatever you want to call it. Is this a guy that has the it factor to be elite? Or are we just looking at a, at a guy that, you know, had a really good high school career, but as athletes grow around them and they start to play tough for competition, they kind of fade away in the wind. So um, as we dive in here, this should be one of your biggest areas of focus after you've identified a top playmaker. We're going to focus on 2024 running backs today just to kind of keep it simple. But this definitely goes after any position, you know, early on in college careers, especially when you're going through the thousands of high school prospects each year. It's not hard to find guys that make you go, wow, when you see a film reel. There's a lot of amazing highlights, a lot of amazing tape out there. YouTube makes a lot of things, you know, easily accessible, huddle. There's just a lot. There's a lot to filter through and, and to look at to understand, you know, are these guys going to stay and continue to develop at the next level. So there's absolutely more to it than just the highlights and just the wow factor as we dive into the Debbie world and college world and beyond. So first off, what would make that player wow you? Was he a five foot seven, 155 pound running back who could just dance his way to the end zone repeatedly against average high school talent? Or did the wow play come from a player who may just be coming into his own physically, but has that natural instinct, you know, to build a great foundation on when seeking a future elite NFL talent? That is the big question. Nobody has an exact science. So we are going to continue to use our eyes, trying to pick up on all the clues around it, understanding what is a player's mindset? How do we how do we know what a player's mindset is? What do people around them think? What are they showing us statistically, production-wise? What are they showing us as far as physical traits? And how can those things continue to grow for them? Do they have, have they already reached their max potential? Or are these the guys that can 
uh, grow into something much bigger than what they're currently at. When looking at a lot of high school, you know, prospecting and recruiting sites, I feel that one of the biggest things you see is glossing over potential physical maturation. It's a big reason why we get a chance to find elite talent and prospects who may have been overlooked coming out of high school. Now, let's take a look at the sport of track and field as an example, specifically sprinters who most compare to football players. If you've ever been around middle school or high school track, you can see lots of athletes who are very quick and win a lot of races, even if they're skinny or lack muscle definition early on. Comes from natural quick twitch muscles. It shows that they have the foundational and natural quick twitch to help them become an elite level athlete, you know, in, in whatever sport it is, whether it's sticking with track or track is more of a secondary sport for them. And, and they're just showing that speed that they're going to use in, in other sports uh, across the board. As you look at top level college and then Olympic level track athletes, you don't see sprinters who lack muscle definition. Some lack bulk, but they're not taking hits like a football player would. Muscle is needed, though, to continue to improve speed. Fat only slows you down. So as you know, people get older, you know, as these middle and high school aged athletes get older, they're going to get bigger. And that's either going to get bigger with fat or get bigger with muscle. So that is something that we got to pay attention to. In football, we look for bulk muscle to be added so these running backs can take the physical beating from hits each week while attempting to stay healthy in such a physical sport. They also use this muscle to increase speed and the physicality needed to stay up through contact. As you continue to hear about players that I identify on this show, keep in mind the potential of the physical maturation process they should go through to take the next step. This will be key to predicting those NFL elite talents versus a player who just had a wow high school highlight reel or might be able to put together a wow college reel, but won't have that potential to grow into an NFL star or an NFL elite talent. Now, let's check out a couple of 2024 draft eligible running back prospects that I'm really excited about if they start to add muscle mass through their college level strength and conditioning programs, as well as nutrition plans at the division one level. It's huge. So let's take a look. First up, we are going to talk about Lavoisier Carroll, running back out of Bradenton, Florida, originally actually from Warrington, Georgia, but he's been playing his last couple years at IMG Academy. He is now signed with the Georgia Bulldogs. He is listed at six foot one, 195 pounds. And this guy is a freak when it comes to speed. Lavoisier has already been clocked at a 4.5 40-yard dash and a 36-inch vertical, verified at the opening regional in March of 2019. But he actually looks much faster than that now against top competition as well at IMG Academy. His vertical is 81st percentile among running backs. He averaged over 10 yards per rushing attempt not for this season, for his high school career. That's just insane. That's bananas. He scored a touchdown every six touches for his high school career. This dude is a big play waiting to happen at six foot one, six foot one. And he's just blowing by guys. When you watch his tape, this is what speed is all about. It's fun to watch small, quick, shifty guys. But when you see a six foot and up athlete just running with this type of speed, it absolutely reminds you of someone like Usain Bolt on track 
you know, it's it's just different watching a big guy move fast. You know, DK Metcalf is another example of a big guy that just is fast. I absolutely love Lavoisier's speed, and it shows on every single play when he gets the ball in his hands. Lavoisier also plays extremely physical and consistently runs through arm tackle attempts to get through the line of scrimmage and shifts into just a whole nother gear once he's at the second level. He's almost impossible to catch with Green in front of him, which helped him lead to his unbelievable 10-yard per carry average. To give you an idea on how his speed stacks up against other SEC running backs, let's take a look at his track speed. Clocked at a 10.800-meter dash for his personal record, which looking back to 2010, ranks 32nd among 206 SEC running backs with clocked times in that race. He also ran a personal best 22.2 200-meter dash, which is 95th percentile in the 2021 high school graduating class. This dude is just an absolute burner with the 6'1 size that you absolutely love to see. Although he ran behind a top-level offensive line at IMG, I really liked his vision and believe that it's really what allowed him to stand out and look explosive while running between the tackles. He's not only an elite athlete when it comes to hitting the hole, he just has zero hesitation. And then he navigates through the second level without slowing down, which is shown in countless home run plays. And again, is why he has such a high yards per carry. When watching this film, he reminds me of a bigger Raheem Mostert with the way he kind of uses his speed to break off big plays consistently. And I assume he has a chance to test in the 4-4-40 range, similar to Mostert as well. Now, Mostert wasn't a big-time prospect coming out. He was a big-time athlete all along. But, man, that, that type of one cut and gone is just special in, in the right system. And this is a guy that I believe found the right system with Georgia, which is going to allow him to really tap into that potential. Tying back into projecting physical traits, Lavoisier Carroll's one frame Looks like he could fill in and be close to a Chris Carson size running back, but with that speed I've mentioned to burn. Going to Georgia feels like the right move, and I know that we just heard Zamir White is returning for another year, but I just think it allows him to get a bit bigger before he hits that field and be absolutely ready and just have a rhythm with the college lifestyle, the nutrition, and all the things that are going to be thrown his way. If you see him over that 210-pound mark, watch out. This guy is going to explode onto the Debbie scene and the SEC will not know what hit them. Time to jump into another running back that I just loved watching. Okay, Evan Pryor, running back out of Cornelius, North Carolina, has signed with the Ohio State. But before I get into Pryor here, Can we just appreciate Ohio State's recruiting with what Ryan Day is doing there? Yeah, I know. They just got their butt whooped in front of everybody in the national championship. But did we really expect them to make it that far? I didn't. But this recruiting class from the high school class of 2020, now the high school class of 2021, and already what they're getting for commitments for 2022 is scary. These guys are going to be back. I saw G. Scott Jr.'s post the other day on Instagram. He said, be right back with the the mad face. I'm telling you, they're coming with the vengeance. And Alabama, Clemson, I'm telling you, there's another school that's going to be coming back there. You know, Ohio State has been away for a while. 
you know, going back to what the first college football playoff there as far as national championship, but watch out Buckeye nation is recruiting and they are recruiting hard. And Evan Pryor is a big, big part of that. Another track athlete who has run a 10.800 meter dash. And you say you, you absolutely see this just translate directly on the field. He had 35 division one offers, but is behind Travion Henderson for the top rated running back recruit for Ohio State just because they're just so loaded. That's just what they do. So he'll have to battle for snaps for sure. But Evan Pryor has a thick frame that should be able to pack on another 20 to 30 pounds. Uh, You know, he's currently listed at 5'10", 190. But if he jumps up to that 2'10", 220 with just the smoothness and, and, you know, explosiveness that he brings to the table, this is a scary potential elite all every down give him the ball as many times as you can type running back at the NFL level. I'm excited for Evan Pryor. This dude is a certified beast, and he has as high of upside as any of these running backs do in this loaded 2021 high school class. His last high school season, he played 13 games, rushed for over 1,100 yards on 164 carries, scored 11 touchdowns on the ground. But then when you dig deeper, this is why he has that elite, elite ceiling. He added another 38 receptions for 646 yards and another eight touchdowns through the air, highlighting his ability to score however you need him. When he gets the ball in his hands, his acceleration makes it seem like he's just shot out of a cannon. Pair that with his ability to change direction without slowing down makes him a tear navigating traffic and reaching the open field. These defenses are looking around like, where did the dude go? Who missed the assignment? Because he's blowing by them, making them look silly. And I do expect that to translate to the Big Ten, to translate to Ohio State, and just continue to find a way on the field and making defenses look silly and just, you know, carry on the tradition of some of these stud running backs we've seen out of Ohio State. As mentioned with other top-level prospects, plus-plus vision here for Pryor allows him to capitalize on his speed and his elite lateral agility. If Pryor gets to that 215-plus pounds mark, Stay tuned for another Ohio State great coming to the NFL field near you. I'm telling you, elite, elite ceiling and a guy that I will be absolutely paying attention to in this physical maturation process. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. I want to tell everyone about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to a community discord and e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month. 
the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, and that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. Seven McGee, running back out of Rochester, New York, signed with Oregon on the West Coast. Seven is the number one recruit out of New York and currently as small as they come for prospects entering a Power Five conference. This speaks volumes to his game change abilities and why Oregon coach Mario Cristobal brought him cross country to play for the Ducks. Seven doesn't need to be a big back by any means and could easily be switched to play wide receiver for the Ducks early on but assumption is that he will be lined up all over the field. So this is a great example of a player who doesn't need to be big by any means, but just needs to be big enough to keep playing his explosive and shifty style while being able to take hits at the next level. What I will tell you is coming in at 5'8", 167 pounds, will not count for taking hits at the next level. It just won't fly. You're going to take a couple hits. I don't care how shifty you are. It's going to happen. It's football. So he's going to have to pack on a little bit of weight just to be sturdy enough to handle the next level, especially with how much I expect him to be on the field. Seven is a natural, natural pass catcher and one of the toughest to bring down after the catch because his ability to seemingly disappear in front of the defender's eyes. His verified 40 times is actually what was exciting to me because it was so out there and so slow. It's going to you know, divert people who are just looking for numbers and metrics and not paying attention or not watching film. He ran a 4.68 at the opening regional in 2019. If you hear 4.68, you're like, what's going on? This guy's not special. You turn on that film. I'm telling you right now, I didn't see the 4.68, but Seven McGee must have been running backwards for it to be a 4.68 because this dude is a blazer. I promise you, he will be a blazer in all aspects. And you only need to look as far as his tape to confirm this. Forget the metrics for now. He must have been running, you know, backwards, as I mentioned, and, or eyes closed, blindfolded. He did a lap first and they counted that as a four. I don't know what it was, but 4.68 is just laughable to me. When looking at physical maturation for a guy like this, whether he ends up playing slot receiver or, you know, as more of an all-purpose back or whatever it might be, just get to that 180-ish pound mark by the time you reach that NFL 185, even better. By that 180 pound mark, I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable. I'm really going to have zero concerns, you know, if you've already been doing it at a Power Five conference around that weight. 175, sure, maybe it's possible. But if you get over that 180 pound mark, I'm just not worried. You know, there's so many people out there. You know, we, we look at Devontae Smith and, and what people are saying and are continuing to say, the dude's a baller and he just crushed everybody, breaking records winning national championships, you know, what was it? 12 catches over 200 yards by halftime. Yeah, but he's too small. Okay, okay, man. Like, let's see what he does on the NFL field. Let's see what he's already done. Keep talking that talk. It's, it's just crazy. So these little guys, they don't need to get big. We don't need you to hit 200 pounds. I don't need you to be a little guy over 190. Sure, that's nice if, if you got a little bit extra weight. But let's just look at what these guys can do on the field and then also just ensure that they have enough weight 
to stay on the field. If they can prove at a lower weight that they can stay on the field, take hits, you know, do everything that needs to be done to win games. Cool. Let's do it. It's translating. I'm happy that he's at a power five conference. Sure. It's not the SEC. It is the PAC 12, but seven McGee, if you get to 180 pounds on man, I'm all in. And I have a feeling that we are going to be watching some real, real exciting football out there with Oregon and seven McGee. So at the end of the day here, I just really want to continue to make you guys understand that as we go through these really young prospects, so guys just coming out of high school or guys just finishing up their freshman year in college, there is a lot of traits that you have to pay attention to specifically when we're speaking to development. So today we focus on that physical maturation. Last week, I mentioned a whole bunch of of other traits that we can pay attention to and, and kind of watch evolve as a as a player's career goes on to see if they have that elite potential. But physical maturation is huge. You got to be big enough. You got to be strong enough. You got to be able to stay on the field. You got to be able to move right. There's a lot of things. It's not the end all be all, but it's definitely a piece of the pie. So hopefully you took that away today. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to finish it off here with the quote of the show. Dreams are free. Goals have a cost. While you can daydream for free, goals don't come without a price. Time, effort, sacrifice, and sweat. How will you pay for your goals? Usain Bolt. Man, that one's amazing. I know so many of you have been setting goals, obviously, with the new year here, with 2020 being a crazy one. But you got to put in the time, the effort, the sacrifice, and the sweat. You got to find a way to make that happen. I appreciate you rocking with me as always. This was episode seven. See you next week for episode eight. Elite Seekers out.